from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome our guest, Ms. Lori Christopher. Lori Christopher is a city council member for Peachtree Corners, also the retired director of institutional advancement, CIS faculty, Gwinnett Technical College, Principal CAP Associates, LLC, and Graduate Career Coach at Georgia State University. Welcome to the show, Lori. It's an honor to be here, Amanda. And it's such a surprise to me to be called a powerhouse woman because I feel that I've had such an amazing life because of so many people that have supported me over the years in everything I chose to do and the community views you as a powerhouse and we're thrilled to have you on the show so we can exercise some of that powerhouse talent today thank you again for joining us our listeners can't tell what type of day it is but it's a dreary cold day in Georgia and Lori showed up in this beautiful beaming blazer and a nice fall colored shirt so she is our sunshine in the studio on this rainy day um, Lori, you mentioned um, some of the women leaders or just some of the leaders or people along the way that have kind of helped um, you grow into this powerhouse. And I'd like for you maybe just to start by sharing some of the influential people in your life that helped you to where you're at today. Well, I'd like to share a little bit of my story. Please. Uh, when I grew up, I had the opportunity to become a camp counselor in an eight-week type summer camp that had children from 4 to 17 and they would spend the whole summer. I started out at the camp as a dishwasher but I've always loved little children so I would the owners had a little boy and every time I'd see him out he was three he would always wave at me and I would always stop and talk to them so a few weeks later the owner came to me and he said I don't think we need you washing dishes anymore. I would love you to help our little boy. And would you take care of him during the summer while we do our other work? So that was such a fun assignment because I got to go all over the camp, didn't feel like I was working very hard, and he had lots of fun. But they were so helpful, and I was in college at the time, and when we went to New York, they were all in the fabric industry, and they took me to their plant, and before I went back to college, they said, would you pick out some outfits you would like for school? I mean, I just could not believe that. So they created because some outfits in their, yeah. in their manufacturing facility? Wow. They just told me to go, and I picked out a couple things. They said, you didn't pick out enough, because I had taken care of their children for the summer, and it was so wonderful. And when I graduated from high school, I received a $200 scholarship to go to college. And I thought that was so amazing because that was the dream of mine. Because in that time, a lot of people didn't think women needed to have an education. Hmm. And so I worked three jobs going to college. I worked in a restaurant 
that was a lot of fun because all my friends' parents would always eat at my table when they came for college weekend nice. in undergraduate school. And I studied math and science. And I was going to be a math and science teacher. And at the end, when I graduated from college, I was also accepted at the Air Force Academy but I was for master's work, but I was a little nervous about doing that because there were not a lot of women there at that time. Were you going to go into the Air Force? I had the opportunity to do that. Wow. But I chose to go into teaching because when I went student teaching, I had such a great time. And you had such a knack for the youngsters. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up marrying a naval officer from Purdue. And the, what happened over time was we went back to my hometown of Charleston, and I got to be where I lived, and I, I was the first female faculty member hired at the technical college there. Wow. I didn't know that. The first day I go to work, the question I get is, do you know how lucky you are? And I said, yes, because I have a job. They said, you don't really know how lucky you are, do you? And I said, well, I'm lucky to have a job they mm -hmm. said well captain hopberg has never hired a woman faculty member before until you and so that was kind of exciting well his daughter was struggling in math and i was a math teacher mm -hmm. and i taught math human relations and english at the college so then a few weeks later about a year later the it person at the college leaves in my Captain Hoffer, because I'd done well with his daughter in tutoring and all, he says, you're going to be in charge of IT. I said, Captain Hoffer, I can't do that. I've only had one course. He says, young lady, you've had one more course than anybody else here. So you're, you're it. The pro. <laughs> so he said, what do you think you need to know? I said, Captain Hoffer, I can't tell you, but I'm going to do some research and try to figure it out. So I went to the Chamber of Commerce and I asked them, do you know who in the city has computers? Because that, at least we'd find the people that knew what they needed. Right. And that wasn't me. And so I started calling on all the businesses and asked them. I took our curriculum along and I asked them, is this the type of curriculum you want people to have when you're going to hire them? And they said, no, we need a few adjustments here and there and this and that. So I go back to Captain Hoffberg and I let him know. And then I end up on the state curriculum committee <laughs> to, to, all by accident. Developing the curriculum. And I asked Captain Hoffberg, I said, you know, these people know the industry and we don't know it. Can we have an advisory board? He said, sure, what's that? I said, all these people I've been talking to, if we put them on our advisory board, they'll get to know what we're doing in our program and be more interested in our graduates and involved with us as a college. Wow. And I didn't know how to do any of that, but I wanted to find who did. Mm -hmm. And then during that time, I was studying and studying and studying, and that's how I ended up going to Georgia Tech uh -huh. because they Georgia Tech and the University of North Carolina had uh, – computer science programs and so I said I need to learn more about that so in the summers I would go there and work on my master's degree in information science wow. and commute between Charleston and Atlanta oh my goodness but you were living on the primarily weekends. in Charleston though. yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. wow but I mean because I wanted to make sure I knew enough to do it and then we had a certification exam 
and I was the only one in our community to pass the exam. But I didn't tell anybody in the professional association that I joined because they knew everything and I didn't. Mm. And the reason that I did well on the exam is I had a broader background than they did because they might be in particular areas of IT. And my job was to learn about the global IT environment overall. So I get a call one day from the our advisory board chair and he says um, we need to talk I said yes he said well um, I see that there's a report here that you passed the exam and you didn't tell anybody I said well how would I tell anybody because you all have been in this business for years and I'm just learning they said well here's what we're going to do you're going to set up a class for us so, so you we can did teach them <laughs> but that's what happened over the years and then I worked a lot with the community, and I worked a lot with um, the industry and the professional associations, and I was offered a position with Burroughs Corporation to start their education programs in Atlanta for marketing and technical people. So that's how I ended up in IT. Wow. And I, I must have messed up horribly because I got transferred to our corporate headquarters to do it across the country. Goodness. Well, I think that that would speak it volumes was pretty for your ama- knowledge. It was pretty amazing. Well, it was more because it, at that time, what was happening is every time you sold a computer system, you had to put a lot of people out to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So that got into the profits of what's going on into the business. So they said, we need to start tra- training customers about technology. So that's what I was doing then. So I was in the corporate headquarters in Detroit helping with that. In Detroit, wow. And then then it came back to Atlanta and South Carolina Mm -hmm. and was involved there running my own business. Right. And for our listeners who don't know, it was, um, she was the vice president of OKI Telecom. No, my husband was. Oh, I'm sorry. I highlighted <laughs> it. it was you. I'm so sorry. You're the principal, though, right? I'm the principal in CAP. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about the, the company that you formed and how that relates well, to well, all of your Well, the company schooling. I had in South Carolina was a consulting company. Mm-hmm. And because I had been the CFO and the IT director for Edward Stores, which is a chain of 22 stores across the South Carolina and two or three in Georgia, when they sold the company, I went and helped the people that bought all their stuff put it in and install it. Wow. And then I worked there as a consultant to people that are just beginning to get computers. So I had my own firm doing that. Technology's in your blood. Well, it was. <laughs> and Well, the big thing was at that time when you had computers... A lot of people bought computers, but they weren't always sure what they wanted to, to do, do with them. They right. just knew they wanted one because their competitor got one or somebody else got one. And what problem are they trying to, to solve? solve? Right. So that's what I got involved in helping out with. And um, I did that for a long time. And I worked in the community. I worked with and supported United Way and Partners Against Domestic Violence and those type of programs. Then I came back to Atlanta. It was Burroughs as a branch manager in the commercial branch. And it's funny, the street we live on, the first time I went down that street, it was a dirt road. 
because Simmons headquarters had put their headquarters there. Right there, wow. And we've been there since 1981. For those of you just joining us, I'm speaking with Lori Christopher, and she is currently a city council member for Peachtree Corners, but she just got finished telling us about her wonderful um, journey of education. And I'd just like to pay homage to all of your schooling. Uh, Lori has a BA degree in mathematics and chemistry, education from the from the State University of New York and a master's in finance and business administration from Emory University. A master's in global e-commerce from Georgia State University and she's currently pursuing a PhD in information systems at Nova Southeastern University. So you are a multiple master's holder. Is that even a, yes. did I say that right? You have yes. three master's degree and you're yeah. pursuing your PhD. Lori, congratulations to you. Well. I've always felt that it's important in whatever career you're in, you've got to continue to Your learn. education, yes. And I, I, I was in the first EMBA class at Emory back in 1980. Wow, EMBA. And that kind of goes hand in hand with, obviously, you're a, a servant leader here within the community. You're telling us the I'm story. I'm a graduate of Leadership Atlanta, and oh. I ran the Gwinnett Senior Leadership Program for five years. Wow. And, and a graduate of that program as well. Congratulations. But I've always been excited about partnering, working with Partners Against Domestic Violence. I've always been excited about the supporting the human trafficking program. Mm -hmm. I'm very much involved in Rotary in several areas. I'm a past president of the Rotary Club at mm -hmm. Dunwoody. You have on your rotary pin, I see. I do. Mm -hmm. And also I'm secretary for the Georgia Rotary Student Program. We bring... Over between 45 and 60 students a year to the U.S. to study in Georgia universities. And the whole purpose of the program is to foster peace and friendships. And I know we have a large number of GRSP students in our Gwinnett area through that program. I think there are three this year at Georgia Gwinnett College. Wow. But the whole purpose of the program is to help people learn about different countries and different areas yeah and help them be more with, well -rounded. with boroughs i traveled all over the world and with digital communications i did too and promoting both our products and then we were working on getting the olympics back in night before 96 yeah. every time i went to the mid-east or latin america or europe i was carrying preliminary materials for the Olympics to help let them know where Atlanta was. was. And I worked for the Olympics for three or four years. And my job there was to recruit technology volunteers. Very cool. Did you, our very own Mike Salmon, who's producing for us today, is uh, is no novice to the Olympics. In fact, he did six weeks in Tokyo this year broadcasting the 2021 cool Olympics. That? Yes. Really funny story. Very quickly, you're talking about the 96 Olympics. I'm from New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, during that time, people were being asked for their passports coming to Atlanta from New Mexico. <laughs> and at that time, New Mexico instated USA on their license plate for that very reason mm -hmm. to eliminate confusion about New Mexico being a United States. <laughs> so well, that's the, funny. Well, we went through a lot of that same thing because we were always saying we were an international city. But every time I had international visitors to our software development headquarters in Peachtree Corners, where in the 80s there were about 400 people, we would have to go and ship in translation equipment from Miami wow to Atlanta. to Atlanta yeah and I said we can't be an international city if we don't even have our own international translation equipment 
Wow. During that period. And we had, we had a lot of people when I was calling on them internationally and say, oh, is that Atlantic City, New Jersey? <laughs> no, it's Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Now, Peachtree Corners, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the buzz in the marketplace is that it's really tech forward. Absolutely. Um, it's a hub we for a lot of things. We have the Curiosity Lab. Yeah. And you know, the French Chamber of Commerce is headquartered in oui, our oui. Curiosity Lab now. <laughs> I did not know that. And you know, we just had Intuitive Surgical, who ex- is expanding in our area, and their whole corporate headquarters are moving from California to Peachtree Corners. Wow. 1,200 jobs, average starting salary in the 120s. It's amazing. What do you think draws tech companies to Peachtree Corners specifically, as opposed to maybe Duluth or Canton? Well, we one of the things we did very early on in the set in the city was establish an innovation center. In every city now, I see Lawrenceville is working on building an innovation center. I know Snellville has done a lot of work in that area, and we've had a lot of support from the chamber in helping us and things that we're doing all over and we have the southwest gwinnett chamber so we're very pro-business and pro-innovation and our focus is on autonomous Mm -hmm. technology and we have an we have a road that belongs to the city of peachtree corners in tech park Uh so we we have four or five autonomous shuttles going up and down that road every day and people are testing out their technology before they can take it somewhere else. Right. And what made it an appropriate s- segment is because it's about a mile and a half. And they get to make turns, you know, like you can't just go straight in autonomous vehicles. You got to make turns, you got to stop for lights and things like that. And these are things that people want to test out. Yeah. Are you by chance familiar with applied information technology? Yes. It's over there. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, used to be a client of ours, Brian Mulligan, and he's very fast forward in that autonomous um, technology. And we actually got to take a ride in his Tesla, which his hands were not on the wheel pretty much the whole time. And yeah. we did that little stretch of road that you right. talked about. It's amazing how far we've come these days, back from the times that you were just talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> with the uh, introduction of computers. Um, Lori, this is a perfect time for us um, as maybe we have a sip of water. We have two very enthusiastic supporters of this series. We were just speaking about them before the show, Terry Jondal and Tammy Shoemate. And we're going to have a word from our partners. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. And welcome back, everybody. I am speaking with Lori Christopher today, and we are having a great conversation in studio. And before we jump back into the meat of all the wonderful things that you have done and are still doing, I want to ask you to tell a little story. You and I, before the show, you were telling me about a monumental event that occurred 
not too too long ago between with you and Nick Messino and who was the third person and Seacrest and Seacrest and what you guys did together share well, that share that well, story each year we were all engaged in the manufacturers appreciation event for Georgia and together what we did is we identified businesses in Gwinnett that could qualify the sm- for the small, medium, or large manufacturer of the year. And the whole focus was to bring attention to the manufacturers in our Gwinnett County community. So we would package the presentation and the materials and work with the company and help them be eligible for awards. And we brought a number of those awards to Gwinnett over the years. Wow, congratulations. And about what, what time was that? Was that... Well, this was in the 90s. 90s, very cool. And it's still going on. This this is an award that happens every year, and Gwinnett Tech is very involved in the leadership of helping those people get the awards, and that's where we were then. Wonderful. And we just helped the companies tell their stories. But we d- it wasn't hard to tell because we have such amazing companies in Gwinnett. There are so many manufacturers, and I learn about new ones every day. Uh, it really is a thriving hub for the manufacturing industry here in Gwinnett. Um, speaking of Nick Messino, who was our CEO and president of the Chamber of Commerce here in Gwinnett, you and I were talking about some networking groups that you participate in that you might find value in. And for those listening, I know you mentioned that you're a Rotarian. Mm -hmm. Um, What other type of networking groups have proven to be successful for you as far as impact and as far as maybe moving the needle in business that you can recommend to our listeners? Well, years ago and back in the late 70s, I was a part of starting a group called Georgia Executive Women's Network. I like that. And this was a group of corporate women and there were very few of them back in the 70s, but we all helped each other and kind of got an inside help when one of us or the other of us needed help. That group doesn't exist any longer because the nature of the need for it isn't as great as it was back in those mm-hmm. days. We also had another group at that time called the Women's Commerce Club that we were involved with too, and these were women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And together we would host conferences here in Atlanta to bring emerging women and people that attended. We had Gloria Steinem and Bella Obzug and Liddy Dole and Lindy Boggs wow. and Madeline Albright and those people on our programs. And each year, we our board for the International Alliance was invited to Washington, and we had White House briefings by the president and his team and the cabinets every year, and we all would stay at the Willard House. Wow. And I had the privilege of leading that group for a couple years, and it was, we're an international group all over the world. We have about 10,000 women in the International Alliance of Professional and Executive Women, and that was a group that really gave me a lot of inspiration. And I think it's important in your career to reach out and help each other. And to give back. Yep. And uh, to find I chaired the Partners Against Domestic Violence fundraisers. I've chaired other fun- the March of Dimes fundraisers here in Quinnette in the past. And Do you know our good friend Carrie Heron? Yes. She participates, yeah, in Partnership Against Domestic Violence. Mm-hmm. We uh, actually did that golf tournament this year, so we broadcasted from My, that event. My other focus is the homeless because I'm very anxious for us to work on doing things that can help enable people to be safe. Absolutely. And now is that focus here in Gwinnett or just in Georgia as a whole? 
in Gwinnett and mm-hmm. here. Yes. Well, your servant leadership is evident in your passion for um, giving back, not only personally, but as far as to the community is also great. Who are some people, Lori, that through your career and through your lifetime, you mentioned kind of reach back and giving back. Who are some of the people that kind of helped form the wonderful person that you are today? Well, I would say that being engaged with leaders across the country over the years was a huge benefit to me. I got to know Ann Richardson, even had a ride on her motorcycle. Wow. We had, There's a group called Leadership America for women leaders. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people in Gwinnett have participated in that group, but it's an amazing group. And it includes government women, it includes financial women, includes business women. I mean, Monica Kaufman and I were engaged in founding a bank here in Atlanta many years ago back in the 80s. The board was all women for a long time, and it became Pace's Bank and Trust and then was acquired by another bank. But it's those kind of experiences that you believe in support women in what they do and invest in them. Absolutely. But it, it's, it's taking advantage of opportunities that come your way. And I, I'm not at all an, what I would call an aggressive person, but I always was excited about being invited to join particular groups to help others, and it just made life better. You're an enthusiastic person. Like my friend Myra Tobin was the first president of, uh, I'm trying to think of her company, but one of the large insurance companies in New York. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of amazing women in the Financial Women's Association in New York City that were a part of our group. And then Mariel Sieber was the first woman to have a seat on the stock exchange, and she was a member of our group. Wow. So, and I mean, this, because I'm a very old lady, so this, you know, these things occurred over time. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to watch what our women in the community are doing today. Right. So many women CEOs leading firms here in Gwinnett, in Georgia. And it's all because of the evolution and support of the entire community. I had a district manager in Burroughs when I first came that was unbelievably supportive. When I, I... if I had questions or things, I could ask him. And one time I was asking him about a situation that I didn't think was particularly fair. And he said, you know, I've known you for three years, and I trained you better than that, so I expect you to do something about it. And I was just being very careful because I was very conscious of people coming behind me. And I didn't want to do anything that would prevent somebody else from making another choice. And when I, when I felt that I had succeeded was when, pe- when men in our business started asking me if they were going to hire a promote woman, what should they do? Amazing. And, you know, it's those type of things so you're that a trailblazer, help. yes. And I, I truly enjoyed my experience at Georgia State and helping our graduate students and providing career advice and support for them. And that's where um, you were the graduate, excuse me, graduate career coach. Yes. So as a career coach, with all of your your multitude of experience and worldly knowledge, you're kind of able to help them narrow down what they might like to do after college and help gear up for that transition. It's about telling their story to an employer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our young people get the wrong message in terms of, well, 
you can just go do this, do anything, and you can. But it's about telling your story and how you can help someone. Hmm. What does an employer want? An employer wants you to add value to the organization. So how do you demonstrate to a prospective employer that you can add value to their their organization? What can you do for them? So it begins with, okay, what experience have you had? Part-time jobs, uh, other coursework and things like that that you've done. Community service. Their service. What have they been doing and how does it add value to what they're looking for? And I was coaching students in the IT side. I was coaching students in the management side and helping them share, you know, what you can do for that prospective employer. Right. And you translate that through the old-fashioned document of resume? or Well, you do it through resumes. You do it through LinkedIn. You do it through Facebook. And making sure you don't have anything on Facebook that is a problem, you know, and helping advise them and who how to look at a company Mm -hmm. and how to be a lot of times you know people that didn't do any preparation about who they're going to talk to wow and what do you know about that company what's important to them right what did you learn so we would do practice interviews nice and we had a great team Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned something very relevant and um it's about social media and the image that you portray on social media and me personally i have a rule that is called the three p's Lori, and i will Mm -hmm. share that for you Okay. It is always positive, promotional, and professional. Right. Those are the three P's that I adhere to. And uh, it has served me well as far as um, the community and my career um, as also. I want to ask you really quickly, or first of all, I'd like to, to tell our audience that um, Lori is the 2021 Moxie Award winner for the Greater Good Award. And we had her on maybe earlier on in the year when we had the Moxie Award ceremony. And the Greater Good Award couldn't be more fitting for you, Lori. I'd like for you to share some of the good that you do within our community that helped you win the award. Oh, my goodness. Well, so much. (laughs) There's so much. She participates in so many things. Because my next question is going to be, how do you take care of yourself with all of the things that you do for others? So we'll tackle the first one first. Just share some of the the things that you do. Some of the things that I'm engaged in in Rotary is we... I do a lot of work helping students. I do a lot of work with food drives and things like that. I do a lot of work in supporting families that need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in both in groups and through Rotary. Mm-hmm. I also like to help the schools, and so I volunteer a lot at the schools. Sometimes I'll substitute teach at the Aww. schools. It's so much fun. I can walk across the street from my house. Nice. But I, w- I was also very blessed to have a husband it, that was with Okie Telecom, who was in charge of administration, vice president of administration and human resources, and helped them get women progressing in a Japanese organization that wasn't as familiar also giving back to our community his company made the first huge donation to Gwinnett Technical College he came home one day and he said our president wants to give some money to education who should I give it to and they said well who do you work with and what schools are in your area so they supported Walnut Grove and the Gwinnett Technical College they built the first surface mount lab at Gwinnett Tech I served I was fortunate to serve on a couple of state boards in the Joe Frank Harris administration 
for technical education and workforce development. So I was able to help direct some policies and mm -hmm. things there. I mean, I just like helping out. I can tell. And I, I play cards with a group at the Y. Very nice. The one in Gwinnett? Yeah. Like near Webgen? No, I play at the one in Peachtree Corners. Okay, yes, of course. And we have a group that gets involved in helping a lot of people there, too. Nice. Do you, What kind of cards do you play? Rummy? We play Canasta like. and Spite and Malice Ooh. and Liverpool. Ooh. <laughs> I bet you guys have a great time. We do. Um, let's get a little bit personal, Lori, if you don't mind, really sure. quickly. Because in addition to all the things that she does to serve our community and with an emphasis on the education system, Lori is a wife and also a grandma and a great grandma. I just well, learned. I was very blessed to marry a wonderful man uh, when I was 38, saying I was never going to get married again because I didn't want to go through any. I lost my parents, my grandparents early on. And my first husband so I, I wasn't really excited about getting married and all and I met this wonderful man who I went on a date with because I was being transferred again and so there was no future and so I didn't feel any risk and then 10 months later I ended up getting married <laughs> you didn't feel the risk and we commuted the two was years worth the reward we commuted two years between Detroit and Atlanta and he had four wonderful children and we had a great time and he always was had my back in everything i did and was a very generous person in our community as well and that uh, he went to heaven without my permission oh well he's he's smiling down on you now and also waiting for you too but through that experience you gained four bonus children absolutely and now you're a grandma as well we have eight grandchildren. I have an adopted granddaughter that a friend of mine, they, she had no grandparents, and they asked if my husband and I would be their grandparents, her grandparents. And she's, she's in the volunteer world today doing so many wonderful things. She graduated from Rhodes in Memphis. Wow. We have two boys that graduated from Georgia, one from Mercer, and our daughter graduated from nursing school at Gwinnetta. Congratulations to you, and now the great-grandma as well. Yes, and I'm a great grandma, too. <laughs> That's exciting. So aside from all the things that you do, again, in service, you said you like to play cards. Yeah. What do you do to stay grounded or centered or um, maybe expand your mind when it's just Lori time? Well, I like to walk. So I, I can walk to the Y from my house. Very nice. Back and forth. I like to walk. I like music. I've always played music. I got to play with Jim Ed Brown one time at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville when he was hosting a convention for one of our professional groups. I played the violin Ooh. and the guitar, and I'm not very good at the piano, but I can get away with it. And so I do sing-alongs. <laughs> I do sing-alongs with grandchildren. You know what? When I pulled in here today, I don't know if you parked in the same place I did, but there is a violin repair van. Oh. And I said, wow, you know what? That is kind of something that you don't see often is the, the repair of those instruments. I know there's a demand. but Oh, there's a beautiful violin repair shop in Duluth. It's been there for years. It might have been the van. In fact, there. I have to take my guitar and they can do some things on it for me. So you're a string instrument guru, and also you said you like to sing. Oh, I'm a, my husband and I love to sing. That's one of the things that brought us together was singing. Oh. Yeah, obviously it was a strong bind because you commuted from Detroit to Atlanta for two years. <laughs> 
Lori, I have enjoyed speaking with you so much and you have so much knowledge to share. Um, I want to ask you if there's anybody out there that's listening that would like to learn more about the programs that you're involved in, specifically the one with Georgia State University, where maybe they can go to learn a little bit more. Well, the program, the the career coaching that is done at Georgia State is for graduate students at Georgia State. And then the Gwinnett Technical College. And in Gwinnett Technical College, we have career coaching that goes on there. I work for the foundation there, so I went and helped raise money for our facilities there. And that, and we had an, a foundation board and a college board that were also heavily engaged in that. So we always need help in those areas. I would say always support your local foundations because they help people and they help give people a chance to have a life directly and making yeah. an impact directly in the right. community i'm sure if you guys just visit um gwinnetttechnicalcollege.com you can learn more about all the programs that are so offered. many programs you i don't know how many people know but both in the university system and the technical college system uh you can if you're 65 or older you can take courses on a space available basis tuition free wow that's amazing. So you can just continue your education at your leisure. Yes. Very nice. Good and, to know. You know, and Gwinnett Senior Leadership is an amazing program because a lot of people, when they retire, they say, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose of the Gwinnett Senior Leadership Program is people that maybe haven't been able to give back to their community because they were working or not in town or on the road. Well, that's a program that helps them. But they can. Very nice. Hey, when you said YMCA, I was just curious because I always used to go to swimming lessons at the YMCA as a youngster. Uh Do you enjoy swimming at the Y? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. They have little classes, you know, it's basically like weightlifting, but in the water and all kinds of other stuff. Well, they have water aerobics and those type of things. I think that's what I meant to say. I'm a big supporter of the Atlanta Women's Foundation and also the YWCA. I was privileged to be selected as an academy member for the YWCA. What's the YWCA stand for? The W stands for women? Women, yes. We have our own. We have an annual luncheon each year of over 3,000, 4,000 women, business women and volunteer women in Atlanta where we have an academy that's selected each year and I've chaired that event before. You have definitely covered a lot of ground well, I'm an in, old lady. in your in your many your experienced years of life. Lori, thank you again for joining us. And before we say adios, I do just want to ask you to leave our listeners with a little uh, a word of wisdom from Lori. What would you like to share? I guess what I would share is never give up. If you have a bad day, just know there's a better day around the corner. I like that. And it reminds me of a song. I forget who sings it, but it's like, if you have a bad day. Oh, I won't sing, Lori. I'll leave the singing <laughs> to you so our listeners don't tune us out right now. But for those of you who like to listen live, we are live on Fridays at 1130 a.m. You can always visit us at businessradiox.com and select the Gwinnett Studio for all the archived episodes. If you find value in this series, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever you enjoy your audio shows. Please stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.